some pretty troubling reporting this week when it comes to Canadians and their debt. Um, it was announced yesterday that at least two of the major banks, I think it's BMO and Scotia, both said, you know what, we're going to start setting a little bit more money aside because we're worried that some of the loans we have out may not be paid back. So we want to have a little bit more money on hand to cover any shortfall we might see there. We're worried more Canadians are going to end up in default. You don't want to hear that. Meanwhile, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation yesterday reporting that Canadians are carrying the highest consumer debt levels in the G7, which isn't completely unheard of, but it's not a good time for this kind of situation, obviously, with what's going on economically. So let's find out how big of a concern this is. We're going to speak with Charles St. Arnaud, who is Chief Economist with Alberta Central. Charles, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time as always, sir. Good morning, Jay. So lots to get into here. First, let's start with um, this clearly seems to me like this is a sign that things have changed pretty dramatically in this country, right? We, we weren't talking about debt. We were talking about savings not all that long ago. Is this the new reality now? Well, we're back actually to the pre-pandemic reality where we had already very high level of debt. It was a big issue. But now what has been what has changed is that interest rates have increased quite dramatically over the past year. And that's changing a lot of the uh, mathematics and uh, for many households. The timing of it, is it something of a perfect storm, Charles? You, you, you take a look at, we've got higher cost of living, we've got higher interest rates, so debt costs more. Um, Canadians have higher levels of debt. Uh, it really seems to cut down on the legal, wiggle room right now. Like, things are pretty pretty tight, aren't they? Yeah, well, that's what I've been calling, uh, kind of situation I've been calling for a past year or so. I called it the great consumer squeeze, where uh, budgets are squeezed, as you mentioned. Higher inflation, higher cost of living has been taking a bite on uh, consumer finances. And then on, this, on the flip side, uh, being heavily embedded in a time where interest rates are now reaching, well, have reached actually level we haven't seen in, dec- in, in a, about a decade, is creating a strain because households need to dedicate a greater proportion of their uh, revenues to repay that debt. Yeah, and when we take a look at, I mean, debt costs more. So are we starting to see more Canadians unable to keep up when you hear the banks setting more money aside to try and deal with people who are defaulting on loans? Are we seeing insolvencies and bankruptcies climbing in Canada? Yeah, we're seeing insolvencies have increased quite dramatically over the past uh, year. Part of it is a return to normal during uh, the pandemic. Um, As you mentioned, there was a lot of saving because there was all those uh, government programs that help people who were out of work to maintain uh, a high income and those who are not or still able to work but not spending could save a lot of money. So that kind of provided a cushion. But now with interest rate going higher, uh, we're seeing insolvencies rising uh, rapidly and actually in some provinces and here in Alberta, actually insolvencies are higher than they were in 2019. So there's signs that households are struggling. What kind of a risk does that present to all of us? Like, I mean, that that's not a good situation overall in terms of the overall health yeah. of the economy, right? Well, it will put a it will put a drag on a consumer spending. Is that the fact that we have to our purchasing powers has come down? The fact that we have to spend more on repaying our debt that reduces the amount of money available for discretionary spending. So households will have to uh, kind of curtail a bit their their spending at the moment it's actually still okay we have a very robust uh, labor market we have some of the lowest uh, unemployment rates yeah. in canada at the moment in a long time the question i have and that's the big risk what happens when we start actually to see uh, an economic slowdown that leads or 
any external shock that leads to an increase in unemployment rate. It's very clear in my mind that most households need those two income to afford their mortgages, to afford their high debt payment. So that might spiral very rapidly in terms of uh, in terms of bankruptcies and uh, further drag on the economy. And that will have some implications for the housing market. Will have implications for uh, loan availability for uh, for the rest of the economy. So it, it might be that is actually what I call it kind of the uh, biggest vulnerability at the moment uh, in in Canada. Okay, let's go through those two. First of all, um, more people defaulting on loans, banks being stuck. What will that, that, they're going to be more rigorous in terms of who can get loans, won't it? Yes, that's what it, that's what happens. So, for example, if you're just on the cusp of qualifying for the mortgage that you want, well, the bank might just say, you know what, no. I, I'm, I have to reduce my risk, my exposure to new loans to, or to, to slightly riskier. So that is not going to happen. And also, they might start to ask higher interest rates to those categories. So unless you have stellar credit rating, you'll have to pay more in interest. So again, that cost will be higher. So that's, uh, that's the way you will see some credit condition tightening. In terms of the other side of it, and, and that's the employment and, and where we are right now, what does that tell a, I mean, does that make it easier for a bank? Because part of the concern is, you know, how are you going to get an income to pay back your loan. There's always a job, it seems like, in Canada right now. So how do those two things work together? You know, you've got people that are defaulting, but at the same time, there's always work available. Yeah, well, that's the thing. At the moment, what we're seeing is probably the default is those who have taken too much debt for what they should. So those who have overstretched themselves, uh, those are the ones that are, like, they were, like, they didn't account it well for the possibility of higher interest rates. So that's kind of the first wave we're seeing. So, And that's why I say, as long as we have high level of employment, as long as we don't see uh, Canadians losing their jobs, we'll still see increase in insolvency, but it won't be a big burst higher. Okay. My concern is if we get a recession, if we get a negative shock, that always, can always happen, then it could really spiral into... Uh, into a, a big increase in uh, insolvencies. Um, can you predict where we're headed, what the trend might be? Have we peaked? Is it going to get worse? Where are we at in this sort of cycle? Uh, in terms of insolvencies, we're, we're far from having peaked. Uh, all the kind of the historical relationship shows that we're probably, uh, it takes almost a year between the end of a, of a hiking cycle and starting to see the peak in uh in, uh, in insolvency. So we, have, we should continue to see insolvencies climbing uh, throughout 24, uh, 2020, 2023 up to uh, the end of the year. And then we'll see, the, like I said, the big uh, uncertainty is can the labor market remain strong and employment remain strong to prevent uh, a, more, a bigger jump in insolvencies. Gotcha. Uh, Charles, thank you so much for joining us. As always, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for having me.